what I get. I'm going to shit myself live in there. <laughs> Hello and you're very welcome to the 16th episode of Higher Fidelity. This is our second Christmas. It's the festive special, but the only festive thing about it at the moment is the jingle bells in the jingles and the air of goodwill in the room and the immaculate Christmas paraphernalia that we are surrounded by. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's the tree. There's a fucking Christmas decoration that has a map of Texas that says Marfa on it. That's from... Marfa? Our friends, the lenses. Oh, that's where the James Dean Rock Hudson movie Giant was filmed. Good to know. Right, well, that's the train. And also, I have this for p- poor Vu. Oh, oh. I failed to explain this at the time, but I've just presented everyone with cheap tinsel to drape around themselves in a festive fashion. I'm speaking to you now from beyond the edit. Santa Pete is back. <laughs> so uncomfortable, so itchy. It's going to sound so scratchy on the podcast as well. It's going to ruin the audio. Thank you. Oh, it's so itchy. It's yeah. so beautiful. Mm, I love the smell of stuff like this, though. Yeah, don't take the wrappers off and bring them back. <laughs> Have you put your COVID all over them? Oh, that is horrible on the neck. Absolutely. Should we take them off? I've worked in a perfect system. Just yeah. leave them a bit, drape them over your uh, shoulders. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. It's more of a stole than a scarf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. So we're all Christmas-ified. Obviously, I'm Pete. Ross is Ross. Ev is Ev. And we've two extra guests on the show tonight. One being a returning guest, the immaculate Becky Walsh. Yee! And another brand new guest who's been threatening to be on the show for a while. He's been mentioned multiple times, Mr. Sam... Alfonso Gulag, <laughs> Horse Chestnut Garrity. Evening all. Now, Sam, you've been on the podcast in a form before in terms of you were on the live episode. And you've also stolen several of my jokes and music references over the course <laughs> of the episodes. Uh, have you receipts? I'd love to know what you think we stole. Uh, diddy what diddy. Diddy what diddy. My soul. <laughs> <laughs> this is the extended lineup of the Zen Arcade. This is the touring setup. And the mm-hmm. reason we're all here together is because we've all been essentially living here the last while. We've all been staying here for the last while to rehearse for live stream shows that we have coming up. And I think it's fair to say it's been like The Monkeys. It has. If The Monkeys was written by Ken Loach but directed by Lala from the Teletubbies. <laughs> Got some pre-recorded shows coming up, which is exciting, which will be released at some point. <laughs> As of next Tuesday, we're going back on tour. Say it with me, Ev, right? Rock and roll. It's going ba- back, back on, on the, the road. road. Oh, fuck that. Where <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I? Where oh, am I? But yes, we are back touring again. Uh, off, off, hot off the back of our fucking single. <laughs> top 20. Top 20. Top 20. Yes, it was top 20. It was top one. For uh, stateside listeners, you'd be glad to hear that it's been played 103 times the last week on American radio, where we don't know why because it's great. Other than that, what else have we been up to? Up to. Up to. <laughs> oh yes, I was thinking we could do some, Here, here's an interview with us from our future, but it'll be the past at the present of your listening to this. We're going to interview us in the Grand Social. Sorry? The, okay, so the con- <laughs> I'm sorry you can't grasp the concept of that. Sorry, so you're <laughs> interviewing us yes. at the Grand Social. When we go to the Grand Social next Tuesday, oh, okay. I'm going to bring this stuff and I'm going to say, Becky, 
how was soundtrack okay don't okay. answer now you can't mm-hmm. future you i'm just gonna have to plan my 16 minute answer <laughs> oh yeah do you want to tell them about that oh well i was doing a college project today uh, where i made the decision to interview pete and evan <gasps> ross you weren't there <laughs> i was i, I wasn't I, I don't care tomorrow i'll interview you tomorrow if you want too ross late. too late but pete to the question um how have you found releasing a single over lockdown <laughs> Pete replied with a 16-minute non-stop answer that I I didn't even have the opportunity to butt in. Um, and my arms were shaking from holding the camera up for the entirety of 16 minutes. Your head minutes. was heavy with the knowledge you gleaned from me as well. Yeah. <laughs> I walked away a new woman. <laughs> I, I did cover everything you had planned to ask as well. Yeah, you did. And more. <laughs> so that interview, our future selves are getting one question interview. One question each. Okay. I haven't okay. decided as of yet, but you're going to get one question. It's going to be... Really standard. Oh, <laughs> yes, here we are on the Grand Social. As promised, we interviewed uh, ourselves. You can hear the hus, the husle and busle of a gig being undertaken. Evan, how did sound check go? It went absolutely fantastically brilliant. Sam, how did sound check go? Wonderfully. Billy, how did sound check go? Well, I mean, photographically speaking, it was beautiful. Nicole, how did sound check go? Oh, amazing. Joey, how did sound check go? Martroshka. <laughs> oh, we solved the mystery of what Russian dolls are called, Matroshka dolls. They all agreed. Brilliant. Pick a head to go. Swimmingly. Ross, where are your clothes? Jurassic Park. Where are your clothes, though? Not a clue. Okay. Uh, just a- another note from beyond the edit. Beyond the edit. There was a mild panic when Ross's clothes couldn't be found. The ones he'd brought with him, not the ones he'd worn. Because we'd find those on his person, surely. Uh, well, yes, why don't we kick into oh. the... F- oh, no! Oh, Peace. New Year, new me. In the next episode, my New Year's resolution is going to be to stop saying kick into it. But it's Christmas. Anything goes. The Santa Claus is going to be on telly soon. We're going to see Bernard again. Uh, oh, on that actually, speaking of Bernard, which made me think of having we all watched 10 Things I Heard About You mm-hmm. with David Crumhose. And that leads me on to what else we've been watching, which is we have begun absolutely mainlining, horrendously abusing our access to the program Twin Peaks. <laughs> I forgot the word for TV show there. Yeah. I have never seen Twin Peaks, but I've lied for years about how much I definitely do love it and isn't it great and isn't Kyle MacLachlan the best. I now can back that up with ge- having genuinely enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very, very good. Quick run of the characters we like. Dale, Albert. We like the one. The only one I don't like Colonel is... Briggs. Dick. <laughs> Dick Tremaine is the worst. The one I hate the most is... Ben's brother Jerry he's despicable yeah you hate him I think he's a nice bit of comic relief there's not a comedic bone in his body (laughs) he does the worm we did cite the worm last night as genuinely one of the funniest things anyone's ever done when uh, Leland is singing and he randomly does the worm for no reason I'll say it again he hasn't got a comedic bone in his body (laughs) someone is the worm this TV I got the wrong idea this TV show When, when someone says Twin Pigs I imagine someone in wellies a big coat and a shotgun and a forest. Kind you're, of. Yeah, you're not far off. Really? Like, kind of. Hmm. Kind of. It's a, it's a, like a supernatural detective murder mystery. Okay, okay. But it's also none of those things as well. It is. Yeah, like, that's also soap opera. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think, well, why don't we just kick into the first section? I did it again. Oh, yeah, my like God. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, this is... So your New Year's resolution should be to accept the fact that you just say <laughs> kick in all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I noticed when we were rehearsing as well, every time we do the set, Pete says nothing up to the point where it's a day like today, and you go, a day like today? And then we do a day like today, yeah, and then true. you've never once said anything before going into Through the Window. You always just start. That's true. Because it's a song that I know I start, so I can just start it straight away. I don't need to verbally communicate the fact that we're starting a song now. I know, but it's just it's just become part of like every single time. You're, you're not like, oh, is everyone ready? You're like, we're doing it. 
<laughs> tantalising the listeners at home with song titles there as well. Mm. Yeah, so that, I mean, if everyone's to keep a note at home uh, that we mentioned Daily Today and we mentioned yeah. Through the Window, which is the track we performed in the live episode that I think, Sam, you were on. Do you remember seeing an atrocious performance of Through the Window on the live? No, you, you played Wallflower. Oh, of course, and Wallflower, another one. You said we did Through the Window the second time, it was a travesty. Albert is another good Twin Peaks character. Yeah. <laughs> we're, and we're going to kick into Sonic Sector. <laughs> Yes, this is Sonic Seconds, where we each play two or three seconds from a track that we love. Who wants to go first? Stop looking at me. Should Sam go first? Because it's his... I had to go first when I was new on the podcast. It's your Madden voyage on the show. Why don't you go first? Okay, well, I'll go first, and I'm going to immediately break the Christmas chain uh, <laughs> and not, not do a Christmas Sonic Second, and also play something that's not even going to be audible to the people in this room. So... Pete, you're going to have to probably compress this quite a lot so the folks at home can hear it. You're, you're doing what you did again. So Sam had a Sonic Second on the live Zoom podcast and it was a tape splice from a Beach Boy song that would be hard to hear on the recording anyway over a phone held up to a laptop transmitted globally via a fucking webcam was never ever going to be heard. <laughs> Beach Boys aren't being played on this podcast, sorry. Me and Sam were driving home from Dublin a few days ago. We're listening to The Love and Spoonful and we listened to the track that the Sonic Second is on three times and Sam was like, we just heard it. And I was like, I cannot <laughs> figure out where the Sonic Second is. So will I play it and then try to explain it? Play it and try to explain See, it. See, do we spot it? You won't, you won't be able to hear it. Will I just play it into the... Play it into the mic. Okay. DJ, spin that shit. DJ Sam on the decks here. This is three seconds of Didn't Want to Have to Do It by The Love and Spoonful. Did anybody hear that? Was it the no. ring? No. Oh, was it, <laughs> is it a technical fault in the song? No, it's just a side effect of the available technology at the time, very similar to the tape splice from before. So, shall I just explain what happened there? None of, none of us have a clue. For those at home. So, in the background, you can hear uh, Zalyanovsky click the switch on the foot pedal for his amp, and it gives a little reverb splash. <laughs> and it just sounds great. If you if you can hear it, it sounds great. So we to date have prided ourselves on saying like nerdy shit on the podcast. Yeah. That just took the absolute bis cake. No topping that. If you if you listen to the song with headphones, you can hear it, and it's brilliant. Okay, it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I look forward to not doing that. Ross, you're next. I'm next. You're next. Well, then I'm going to start the Christmas chain back. Oh, I can't again. wait to immediately break it straight afterwards. I'm also going to break it. <laughs> wait a sec. It's a Christmas episode. Come on now. I, I, my other ones are Christmassy. Now, to be honest, I don't think this is a Sonic Second. It's just a bit of a Christmas song that I like. Did you settle? I settled. There's, there's, there's one thing I don't settle for on this fucking podcast. It's people settling. Okay, well then I'll, I'll be fine. Whatever you want, man. I'll be grand. <laughs> what? Niall just did a huge sneeze from the kitchen. Hey, you don't have to skip back. I'm going to put it in here now for you. Right, so this is uh, from a Bob Dylan song. Chorus, nice one. We all know this one. Oh, lovely. And every chorus, it's one of those, what do you call them choruses when a line is added every time it comes around? Oh. Is it a round? It's not called a round. No. It, no, a round no. is when you do like... Staggered timing. St- that yeah. round is row, row, row your boat. Yeah, yeah. Chanting yeah. down the stream. 
Oh. We can, okay, before we move on, we let's, do, do it. let's do a five-man round. <laughs> row, row, row your boat gently row, down row, the stream. Merrily, 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 life is merrily, 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 <laughs> right um, So yeah Bob Dylan Bob Dylan <laughs> It's a song called Must Be Santa And on the last chorus When it all comes together It's very satisfying <laughs> Way too early Way too early And the little roll and, and the pause with the cymbal yeah, crash, yeah. It's, yeah. Re- it's very nice. No, we love that shit here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was another big van song. When I, when I say van song, we had a collection of about 20 songs. We used to obsessively play in the van when we were in the stripes. Every now and then we, we come across a song and go, oh, that was a van song. Oh, brilliant. But then when we try to compile the list of what van songs were, all we can remember is Happy Days Toy Turn. Yeah, we can't forget <laughs> any, yeah. any of them. Any of the rest Literally of them. Literally any of them. Okay, brilliant. That was very good. I enjoyed that, Ross. Thank Evan, you. have you got yours? Yes, um, I'm going to continue the Christmas <laughs> chain of events. And so, an incredibly predictable move, if you'll pardon the pun. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck, 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 yuck. For someone who is familiar with me me and my taste in music. So, I just thought, I had some some non-Christmas ideas. I think we were all taken a little bit by surprise by the fact that the next episode of the podcast was actually the Christmas one. I did totally forget. (laughs) Um, We only realised. Which is reflected in my choices as well. I don't, like, Christmas, uh, I was an afterthought. We knew Christmas was coming, but we didn't think it was the month of Christmas. No, definitely The next episode. So, I had a couple of ideas knocking around none of which were Christmas related so snap decision thinking on the spot I'm going to go to my go-to Christmas song I think if I was to compile a Christmas song list it would be topped by uh, Wizard Roy Wood of The Move and my heart fame (laughs) Um, (laughs) the end of the chorus uh, just makes me so happy makes me feel so Christmassy I completely reject any cynicism or dislike in a Christmas from anybody I will not have it Christmas <laughs> is brilliant the, everything about it I'm just obsessed with it's, br- it's class and so this sums up that feeling for me <laughs> you heard it Christmas here first Christmas is class <laughs> you have it you, can, you, you know what I'm trying to fucking say right end of the chorus Christmas fucking time <laughs> <laughs> And you see, I relate to that song so much because I do. <laughs> when you said uh, a very predictable move, oh, 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 I was like scanning my head. <laughs> what going, Christmas like, song does Roy Wood do? What, I was like, what the fuck Christmas song was Roy Wood, could Roy Wood have, in the move have ever possibly been involved in? Mm-hmm. But of course, that one. He is. Mr. Christmas. Mr. Christmas, yeah. Just for everyone at home as well. We all, we all mimed the bum-bums there as well. We, we did, all, we, we did. did. Narrowly beats Slade uh, to the top of my... Christmas songs list. I, th- I think we should do honorable mention to Darlene Love as well. I was going to use that that Christmas song. I can never remember the name, but like, what's it called? Christmas. Snow's coming down. I don't know what it's actually called. It's an incredible Christmas song, anyway. But it's not yeah. like Christmas at all. It's like it, used to be on, it was on a Sky Christmas. Movies ad for a while, and yeah. we became obsessed with it. Sorry, we're touching Ross's phone there. Um, <laughs> what's, hang on a minute. It's Christmas. Christmas brackets. Baby, please come home. Honorable mention to that. Uh, one of the greatest Christmas songs ever. I was going to use that, but. Pipped to the post. Pip, pip, doodly do. Bex, you're up. Me? Does anyone have a Christmassy one? Have you got a Christmassy one? No. 
Sam, have you got a Christmasy one? I've already done mine. You've done yours. Okay, shit, we're not ending the segment on a Christmasy one. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah, I'm, this is an incredibly non-Christmassy one, um, but it was also a panicked one. <laughs> so this is a song that I fell in love with last year called, well, as in the year gone by, 2020, uh, called You Didn't Love Me Then by The Hit Parade. I know nothing else about the band or... Anything to do with the album, the song, anything like that other than it's nice. My Sonic Second is going into the middle eight. It's a really nice chord change and the melody is just lovely. That's great. Yeah. That's I really nice. like that. Yeah, you, I was playing it one day, Pete, and you came up and was like, what's the name of that song? And then you mustn't have taken it down. No, because I remember asking you that, and I remember asking you through the door and you told me, and then I went like downstairs and was like, I'm going to make note of that when I get home, and then went home and totally forgot, and then forgot to ask you again. I was going, there's a song I heard, and I can't even remember where I heard it from and didn't get the name either. So Pete, I have no I'm idea. sending it to you right now, because you're going to love it so much. The other the other track that I learned that way from Ubex was uh, the Kirsty McCall song, especially Holidays in the Sun. That's all oh, good protection, Becky Walsh. <laughs> and is it brilliant there what? yeah what the fuck uh, is that called he's on the beach he's on the beach yeah another very very good song with Johnny Marr on guitar mm-hmm. and a very happy Christmas to Johnny Marr yes always very very good yeah how did you come across that is it what sort of band it was a 90s band it smells, it smells I think it's I'm guessing it's 80s um, just by the way it sounds and the look of the cover and I found it I think through like a Discover Weekly or through a po- like a playlist or something like I was I was out seeking new music okay oh, well it's from 2008 hardly that's what it says on Spotify Spotify doesn't lie Spotify does two things not pay people <laughs> don't lie let me see band. Spotify, Spotify also say the, the band's second album is from 2004 as well so okay they, they were formed in 1984 lads the, oh yeah the song came out in 1988 yeah, but the album came out in 2008. 20th anniversary reissue. <laughs> yeah. they, they just had like a ridiculous run-up from single to album. The album came out in 2008. They had a 34-year run-up. 20-year run-up, terrifyingly. I know, yeah. Sam said it was probably the, the 20th anniversary reissue. reissue. Yeah, I said 34. That's ter- That's absolutely <laughs> unforgivable maths. Yeah. Yes, no, my song seconds again couldn't. I think that wasn't very Christmassy. This, what I'm about to play, exudes total opposite energy to the entire concept of Christmas. Now... We all remember being about 12, 13, on the cusp of man and womanhood, and Friday nights spent watching blues documentaries on BBC4. <laughs> Friday nights dressed to kill down in Dino's Bar and Grill. Yeah. That was everyone else, not us. We were watching BBC4. There was a 70s Top of the Pops thing that was on, and it featured Jeff Beck doing an instrumental cover. Uh, yeah, Evan, roll your eyes, of... <laughs> She's a woman, the Beatles track. Now, this has been something that I've long thought was a sonic second. And it's just, he uses a talk box, or a squeeze bag, as they call it in this. And they're like, a precursor to the talk box. Mama's got a squeeze bag. <laughs> the noise that he makes with, with the talk box, squeeze bag, mouth lead, uh, to me is very enjoyable. This was nice as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking bit of she's a, she's a woman is that? He goes Okay. You know you do hum that like every now and then peppered throughout the years you've and still up Have to I? this day, yeah. I thought I had that hadn't occurred to me in years. And you go and you, yeah, sometimes you just go Oh yeah, I'm amazed it didn't make it on sooner. I don't think it has. No. Uh, and I don't know why, but it reminds me of, I think, and I don't think I'm totally correct, but maybe I've just totally invented this, but like the Venom theme in the 90s Spider-Man sounds like it's that sort of, I like the guitar noise, like, I feel like there's something, there's some Spider-Manical link to be found. Yeah, the, sh- the theme of the show sounds like it has a sort of talk box going Again, on. Again, done by Aerosmith. One of my favourite Christmas things, 
would, it would, I think about while you were speaking about Christmas Sonic Seconds, I thought this would be a great Christmas Sonic Seconds, but I didn't have the time to get it up, is in the Lizzie McGuire <laughs> Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Aaron Carter. At the big end. No, 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 no. Again, the total opposite of Aaron Carter. Okay. At the end of one of the episodes on the Christmas float, Stephen, MF and Tyler from Aerosmith is there screaming, Santa's coming Oh down. my God, I have no memory of that. Oh, well, I looked up Lizzie McGoot. <laughs> <laughs> He just fucking there rocks fucking it. He absolutely destroys wow, that it. Was, I thought that was Springsteen there. I don't like. I, okay, I don't like Springsteen, Springsteen's cover of Santa Spring Claus is coming to town. Springsteen. I don't like his cover of it at all. Doesn't do much for me. Uh, well, I mean, it, it is the version. It is. It is the version. What? Say what? Who did the original? What? No, I'm not saying it's the original version. I'm just saying it's the the version. I don't like it, so it isn't. How is it the version? Steven Tyler's from Lizzie McGuire. We've established <laughs> that. <laughs> we literally just listened to that, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> in um, the Jacksons I was about to say a slight hot take especially coming from me I don't really like the Jacksons version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town well, and Springsteen's version is probably a cover of the Jacksons version is it? I'd say it is yeah because it's, really it's all sim- groovy it's re- really similar Again, I don't think groove has a place in Christmas <laughs> except for Funky Christmas by James Brown of course who am I to, who am I to say that isn't a great Christmas Soulful thing? Christmas Tree is that what it's called I think it's something like that you're the funk man here Sam none of us are funk people <laughs> <laughs> you bring the funk wherever you go I do it's my cross to bear. <laughs> Big funky cross. <laughs> <laughs> funky crucifix by Sam Garrity. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I think that does it for Sonic Seconds. I am going to disrobe my tinsel scarf. Uh, it is really rubbed me up the wrong way. And they're very noisy. Anyone else disrobing? No, you leave them on? Committing to the cause, great. I, mean, I think like, I'm going to commit. Right. I think I I'm going to commit, yeah. That was five syllables. Saw. Nick. Sec. Guns. Z. Z. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work. That didn't. Sonic Seconds! Oh, shit. It says there's Fuzzbox next. Okay, right, okay, yeah, that was Sonic Seconds. Uh, now we're going to go into the earliest that ever appeared in the show. We're going to go into... Not what it says in the text, man. Oh, is it not? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the fucking script, that, man. That's really, really ironic, because you said that to me earlier. I know, I thought, maybe Becky was right. Vopa here. Let's go Vopa then, okay. So Ross, introduce Vopa. Oh yeah, I tried, tried to think of a Christmas quote, but I couldn't for Sonic Sec. For Sonic Sec. Dear Darla, I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit. You are scum between my toes. Love, Alfalfa. This is Vopa. <laughs> singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh shit! Sorry, one more time. Yes, this is Vopa, where we just bring up instances of singers not really cutting the mustard. I don't think The Little Rascals is a Christmas film. No, it's absolutely not. I'm glad we established that. Uh, for a second, <laughs> I was like, he's quoting. Because I, when I think of Little Rascals, I do automatically think of the little version of Little Rascals, mm. which is How to Eat Fried Worms. Oh, <laughs> that's the most your house film <laughs> ever, Pete. Yeah, incredibly so. Is Frankie Muniz in that? No. It feels oh, like he should be. Uh, no, let's, let's. I mean, it's the Christmas episode. Let's go to the cast list of How to Eat Fried Worms. Yeah. This was an atrocious film bought for me by my uncle in a video video DVD com- combination box set that included the pebble and the penguin. Why did I type mams? <laughs> Ooh, fucking Freudian slip. How to eat your mam. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh. oh, Ryan Malgarini is in it. He plays someone's younger brother in something. Okay, uh, I'm gonna look up the cast from here as well. He's the fucking brother in Freaky Friday. Oh, the oh, I love him. Yeah, well, not not in How to Eat Fried Worms and Adam Hicks, who I think is from The Adventures of Pete and Pete. I like how he comes up. How to eat fresh figs? <laughs> <laughs> Search. Oh, I know this. Luke Benward. Benward. Yeah. Oh, he was in Minutemen. I don't watch that. Ah, oh, you've seen Minutemen. No. Pete. 
No. With Jason Dolly. No. In no way. Oh, fucking Jason Dolly. Yeah. Of course. Well, I've seen Jason Dolly in too much stuff. Jason Dolly and your man and another lad who you would recognise as well. Um, Stephen Orr McQueen. Thank God he put the or in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. Not, not Stephen Orr McQueen. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Nicholas Braun. Brown. Oh, God. He looks like Miles Kane and Drake Bell shoved together. Yeah, what the fuck else is he in? He's in Sky High. Sky High. Yeah, of course. Another great Christmas film. He's also in The Princess Protection Program. The, the worst and best Christmas film of all time. I've <laughs> literally never heard of a single one of these movies that you're talking about. They're the best. They, they're, they're all, all Disney, Disney Channel, aren't they? Channel, oh. Except for Heidi Welcome Crabworms. to my world, Sam. Nicholas Braun plays fucking Zack Glowworm in Sky High. Oh my god, what? Nicholas. Nicky. Disney Channel was just off the fucking cards in my childhood. <laughs> we had six channels. Oh, I, I, I had it. I just, I, it just never occurred to me to put it on. Oh, we, had Sky, it. we had Sky for two years. I still managed to get all this knowledge, lads. Mm. So yeah. I didn't have it. You just decided I... to not know it. No, my parents yeah. decided not to fucking cash, um, cash out. Cash out? Fork, Splash the cash. Fork out. <laughs> Bussy out. <laughs> anyway, this is faux pas. We bring up instances of singers, as I said, not cutting them off. Faux pas. Singers, vocal, vocal faux pas. <laughs> faux pas. Fupas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so this is people getting Rupa. their fucking bussy out and they're singing accidentally. <laughs> this is a load of vocal bussy slips. Who wants to go first? Ross, you introduced it so you can go first. I don't have one. Here oh. we go. <laughs> there's, okay, so we've broken the Christmas chain. We've also broken the preparedness chain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm really not on the ball and I apologise. That's fine. Evan? Yep. I literally thought of one. I had a different one, non-Christmas one, uh, again, born out of panic, but then thought of a Christmas one literally the absolute second that we started this almost. Like, the the, the countdown to you hitting record, I thought of one, so I, I whipped YouTube out. Jedward, the slammer, was all I needed to type in. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> from the Christmas special, the slammer was a show uh, from our childhoods, uh, for the folks that don't know. And the uh, host is a cousin of Paul McCartney. He bloody well is. Ted Robbins. That has to be Said, has to be said. Has, has to be said every time. time. I forgot that. And yeah. I'm just glad that I got to be the one to say the fact that time because I never ever did before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ted Robbins, uh, McCartney's cousin, was the governor. It was like a showbiz prison was the idea, and like the different acts, singers, you know, could be any sort of like talent show, circus kind of people. Um, what was that guy? Bruce Airhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Airhead, McFly, Shawadi Wadi, the human slinky. The, yeah, that's Keith Norville. Uh, yeah, Keith Harris Norville. Uh, the kid who sang Rock and Robin that time. Yeah. yeah, so they were just some of the acts that featured in this program where it was like, yeah, an audience of kids watching the talent show in a pretend prison. They vote to... Pretend? They, I hate to break it to your ass. Oh. They vote for who gets to be set free from the prison uh, every episode and somebody gets set free or whatever. And so I'm guessing McFly got set free. Sure, he definitely didn't. <laughs> for very so, good reasons. Yeah. So the Christmas special from 2013 <laughs> as well. It went on quite recently. Uh, Jedward featured, <laughs> who would also be totally unfamiliar to some of our American listeners. They're these um, just mental people. Irish, Pop twits. Irish twins who went on The X Factor and... And had sticky uppy hair. Very sticky uppy hair, identical twins, and uh have since gone on to be kind of like Twitter legends yeah they're very like political and stuff on Twitter and they like own loads of like Irish politicians yeah. it can be quite funny anyway yeah cutting to the chase uh, Jedward appeared on the Christmas special of the Slammer and they did the Justin Bieber Christmas song what's it called Bex? Mistletoe Mistletoe, Mistletoe. Shorty with you yeah and it was through us watching this video recently that I was introduced to the idea of Shorty being a yeah. term of endearment Evan 
You never knew the shorty. Shorty. I hate it. Shorty is like a melody in my head and I can't get out. Got me singing like, na 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 every day. It's like my iPod stuck on replay, replay. That's the acoustic corner. Yes, we've managed to kill two birds with one stone there. They say shorty in that song. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I never questioned what that meant. I just thought yeah. it was just a thing in a song. Like and it's shorty, like it's spelled S H A W T Y. Of course, but it, yeah, but yeah. it is shorty. It. It's, it has its genesis in the word shorty. But uh, I'd never questioned what it meant. Like I'd never heard of it as a term of endearment. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was what it actually meant. And it absolutely sickened my stomach when I found out that's what it meant. <laughs> well, um, you'd be glad to know that you're like ten years behind and that it's kind of gone. It Thank is, yeah. God. Thank well, I haven't heard anybody use that in a long time. No, let's bring it back. I'm kind of bringing it back here by accident. Yeah. We could so just stupid. stick in. We could stick in Shody in like don't say a word in that. <laughs> if you really want it, yeah. In the titles of all the songs, I'd like. Don't say a word, Shody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shody through the window. <laughs> 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 by his own Shody. Wallflower Shorty sounds like, like a wrestling move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They give him the Wallflower Shorty. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they do that fucking Justin Bieber song that features it. That fucking. Yeah. <laughs> features that fucking word, <laughs> and uh, they're. They're not talented people. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the next the next logical thing I could say. Yeah, they're not talented people. They can't sing. One of them really struggles to play the guitar. Very entertaining, though. <laughs> Very entertaining. I mean, we've met them a couple of times, and they're they're grand. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be a harmony, I think. <laughs> That just sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just people who can't sing singing a song and it doesn't sound good. They are just like a little small footnote in, 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 in Irish Christmas. They're kind of like the Mariah Carey of Ireland. Like They do just like appear at Christmas time. Yeah. If, it's, if it's not in Panto, it's in a, an ad for Spar. Absolutely. And I wish them the best. Yeah. I don't. I'm happy they exist. No, and, and I, like, they, I like Jedward as a concept and as people. Not as a couple. They don't mean anybody any harm and they know they're silly. So Bex. Right. I do uh, indeed have a Christmas themed one for this one. Did you get a Vopad? Because at dinner you said you didn't. Oh no, I said a Vopad was the only one that I had at dinner. I don't listen. I'm gonna let this clip speak for itself. That's obviously an isolated vocal. It is. Yeah. Of and who? Is that Mariah the Carey? Actual Mariah yeah. Carey. At actual Christmas time. At actual Christmas time, performing her actual Christmas hit, All I Want for Christmas was is that You. T- was that 2017? 2015. 2015. Because I was going to... I had a 2017 one, but I couldn't find the actual clip of it. But the, wh- the whistle knows which... Can't do it anymore. No, she's lost it. Oh no! Yeah. What are we gonna do? There, there is many clips like that of her on YouTube. Yeah. That's the funniest one. That is and horrendous. That, yeah, that's the biggest vopa I think out there. Jesus, so could poor Mariah. I mean, there's only one person left to do it. The whistle notes. Ariana. Ariana. I was gonna say me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> you both went for Ariana. Well, look, you know, so the only person who can do it. credit where credit's due. She can sing. Well, I mean, she can do the whistle note. Yeah, fine. But like. <laughs> You know, I don't want a lot for Chris. Wow, that's Fucking actually really piss. impressive. Piss. You, you, you. <laughs> Holy fuck. I don't know, man. Sam, give us your vote, pal. So I was of two minds about going for this because the person responsible for this I'm quite fond of and I'm a big fan of their output. And it is unfortunate what the, the ties of time do to people. <laughs> 
but I just realised was coming, and I'm incredibly pleased when <laughs> when Dave Wakeling of the Beat, <laughs> also oh. known as the English Beat in America, oh. uh, performed on the annual Jules Holland uh, New Year's Eve slash New Year's morning hoot nanny um, <laughs> uh, in 2018. I think it was recent though; it was very very recent, and um, Dave has established his own lineup of the beat based in America but they came to the UK for this performance I mean I, I, as Becky said I'll let this clip speak for itself mm. because I can't it, it, it's not as such there's like any voice cracks or things like that just every word that comes out of the man's mouth fills me with confusion <laughs> I mean class, classic ska new wave music in a whole new way <laughs> sort of performed live from a dentist's chair is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. But it is only that the fact that we already know the words that we know what he's singing. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I oh, know. He it just it just sounds like a man sort of standing there, like opening and closing his throat, just hoping for the best. <laughs> it's unfortunate because obviously you know I lo- love the man, love his output, love the all beat. the songs, love the beat. You know, it's all great. Uh, but I just don't know. Hopefully, it was just that night something was up mm. uh, because I've seen other clips of the recent incarnations of the beat, and it doesn't sound like that. I have seen other clips of the beat now or him now, and it is like that, upsettingly. Uh, like I've seen a clip of him doing uh, "Save It for Later" on some American morning breakfast show TV thing in the middle of nowhere, and it does sadden the soul to hear mm. him do that. I'll have to avoid that. Oh no, I'm going to get it now. <laughs> <laughs> Just to like make Sam's Evopa a two-parter, uh, I'm going to show you this. Now, this is far and away one of my favourite songs ever. Now, <laughs> 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 listen to this. It's got a bit of a Mungo Jerry thing going on. Yeah. It's totally. established. But uh, yes, no, very good. Again, a very a big shame. I remember a while ago you were like, about a year or so ago you were like, The Beat are my favourite and the best band of all time. But I think you've reassessed that recently. Uh, well, I mean, for obvious reasons after I heard that. <laughs> you had to disassociate yourself. I did. I don't know, I did. I had a big beat movement as a girl. <laughs> Uh, a, couple, a couple of years ago, you know, I was big, big into all the new wave stuff and the ska stuff, and then it just sort of slipped away. As we all were. As we all were, yeah. You got, you got big into the biggest ska band of all time, the Beach Boys. Exactly. I don't understand why Beach Boys is a dirty word here. It's not. It is. It's not. It's. I'm just fucking. It's gentle you. Bet you're fecking with me. <laughs> Ross, why are you fecking with me? Ross, fecking with me. <laughs> he loves to feck with people's heads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, my Vopa comes from keep it together man <laughs> keep it together man this is far and away one of my all-time favorite songs <laughs> you're still laughing at that i've heard the beat song save it for later and i was like this is what this is Sorry, Pete. Oh my god, I'm crying. You were laughing at like, that, that all came from the ad that played when I said this is one of my favourite songs of all time. Because of the generic Christmas music. <laughs> Brilliant, right. Well, my Vopa comes from the perennial favourite of any paternally curated CD, which is Backman Turner Overdrive. Oh, oh, nice. I know what this nice. is. Yeah. Do you know what it is? I think so. Do you know what it is? What? Does everyone know what this is? I know what we, this is. No, I, d- I, I definitely don't. I know. And you, again, you have shown me this. Again, yes. it's amazing it's actually taken this long for this to appear in the podcast. Mm. I know. I'm I surprised know. this didn't actually birth the segment. But yeah. Actually, on an interview with IndieBuddy, Ev, you spoke about this, the, the sound that actually did birth the segment, which was the floor, the, the toms in God Save the Queen. Oh, yeah. It's not a second segment, yeah. Yeah. What Vo- section Vo- are we doing Vo- now? Vopa. Vopa. <laughs> <laughs> so, Backman Turner Overdrive have a massive stonking hit 
called you ain't seen nothing yet and in the clip and I don't know which is which it's either Randy Backman or Tim Backman the brothers of the band I can't figure it out he's having a howler of a night the poor man uh, and this is what he sings also uh, you might like to see the drummer oh lovely yeah the pre-chorus night is meant to bust into the big massive 70s deadly chorus and this is this is how the man chooses to sing <laughs> Fucking right, and then the guitar saves it. The guitar redeems it, but sadly, this is not guitar pa, this is vopa, and right of cool guitar appeal is denied. The poor man. <laughs> yes, that was vopa. That's all our. What was the coconut into this? Dear Darla, <laughs> I hate your stinking guts. You make me vomit. You are scum between my toes. I'm sure I missed the line. That was Vopa. Good man. <laughs> singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh, shit. Sorry, one more Brilliant. Okay, and uh, yeah, our next segment is the one that I thought was second. We're going to do. Oh, Ev, you introduce it. Okay, uh, what's it called? Little Rascal's quote. Little Rascal's quote. Oh, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> I'm such a little rascal. This is. Um, <laughs> uh, what's a quote? Think of Christmas film quote now. Business. Mankind was my business. This is uh, Fuzzbox. Was it? That's Jacob Marley in A Christmas Carol. Brilliant. Yes, this is Nevermind the Fuzz Box, where we've rigged up uh, mics into a fuzz box. Someone's going to sing a riff, and you're trying to guess what it is. I had it in my head you were going to do a Grinch thing, and I was going, deleted scene, maybe? <laughs> well, uh, when you said it, I pictured Willy Wonka saying that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wasn't. Uh, cool. Here we go. Uh, yes, this is Nevermind the Fuzz Box. We're going to go first. Uh, I'm, I'll probably, I'm going to start it. Okay. okay. All right, Pete, you're up. <laughs> It's not making plans for Nigel. It only bloody well is making plans for <laughs> Nigel. That is the booze from Making Plans for Nigel, which is Andy Partridge's attempt to torpedo the single that he didn't write. <laughs> but it would be like Colin Moling at, at the end of Sergeant Rock and help me going, oh! <laughs> at the end of the line. It does make no sense as to why that is done. Andy Partridge kind of makes that noise at the end of Making Plans for Nigel as well. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Fun fact, he's actually saying work, not world. What? A horrible discovery I made, yeah. He said Nigel is happy in his work. Oh, God. Oh, my God. His work. (laughs) The darkness? No. You want to keep going? And it's Christmas. I'm absolutely stumped. I'm stumped, rumpety, pumped, stumped. I haven't a clue. Mm. Anybody know? I think you've succeeded. Oh, is this the one two thousand years? Oh, the fucking pretenders. The pretenders song. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I find that song terrifying because it's like when two. No, I'm a two. Oh, that's what that is. There's another one where it's like when two thousand years of your time have come by. This song shall sing once again. Oh yeah. It's terrifying. That's horrible. That Christmas song. That's like um, the, the, the dragon, the dragons, and the Simpsons. Yeah. 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 When we wake, the world will end. That's what like that, that Christmas song really freaked me out because it was like 
in 2000 years every time I come by this song will sing once again I was like, and it was a really haunting melody and I was going fuck this is going to happen like soon it's imminent what it's a bit late but like I'll figure it out I'll find it for you now it's a horrible horrible song and I don't I don't, I don't wish it on any Christmas <laughs> collection and yet it is on so many yeah the pretenders we were totally stumped I was genuinely going to guess that but I was like nah yeah, right. it couldn't be oh it couldn't be that Christmas song that it sounds like uh, no but I also can't <laughs> that's not what that sounds like okay well, to a fuzz box no no it's but the, the, the game. song is like I was literally about to sing the exact same thing but hold it, on the bit, I, the bit I know from that song is it's yeah. a Christmas day yeah but we're singing the fucking riff we're not singing the actual song you know I, I, I just can't remember what the riff actually sounds like I can only think of the melody that song I was talking about was Chris de Berg, a spaceman came travelling oh, oh god it's horrible loads of Christ metaphors So, so yeah, receipts. So I guess I was right. Evan, you're up. I'm up. Oh yeah, oh, stop. Oh. stop the buzzer, my friend. Stop the clapping. Simply, simply, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Yeah. Wonderful Christmas time. Having a wonderful Christmas time. New, 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 around. The Christmas Everybody, tree. it's a happy holiday. holiday. Woo! Children are singing melody in the and the Michael Jordan goes by on a, on a train set. Yeah, he yeah. sure as fuck does. Sam, you're up. Great. Was that? Yeah. The, the, it, that was that Where you go? It's a really hard one. Never before have we been stumped twice in the one fuzz box. We've got a double stump box. I think that was Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Run, run, Rudolph! He's gonna make it down. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. It was a shit pick. This is your chance. So you came onto the podcast for your first time ever. And you were given the chance to do any song you wanted. And you picked that one. You're fecking with me again, Ross. <laughs> In the Chuck Berry smash, Run on Rudolph. Mm-hmm. He says, Run on Rudolph, Randolph ain't too far behind. Randolph, yeah. Who the fuck is Randolph? The man put cameras in the women's toilets in oh, the bar <laughs> like you can't trust this fella on anything <laughs> okay well that was what was coconut is? I have to give us the coconut is. oh yeah I actually got the full quote oh you got it brilliant nice to do some on the spec research yeah business mankind was my business the common welfare was my business charity mercy forbearance and benevolence were all my business the dealings of the trade were but a drop in the water in the comprehensive ocean of my business that was a uh, never mind the fuzz box or whatever it's called oh very good what a pro Yes, and now we move on to Vex's Acoustic Corner. You want to lead us into that? Lead us in with your spot-on Grinch impression. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Lead us in with your... What if it's a cool oh, prank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the, do the, do what the, if it's a cool prank? What if it's a cash bar? <laughs> How dare they? This is Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. With a voice so soft It'll put you to sleep And a face that makes you want to beat your knees It's Ross Farley's 
Brilliant, this is Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner, where the collected ensemble, fronted by Ross Farley, hence the title, and that's how it'll stay. Bullshit. Perform a song. What are we performing? Have we decided, finally, what we're actually doing? We just haven't got a clue what, what to do. do. Oh, that's a good one. Yes, okay, that, that's decided, then we do have to do Blockbuster, then. Are we all ready? Is it recording? It's recording! Let's go. <clears throat> Beware, you'd better take care. You better watch out if you've got long black hair. You go from behind, you go out of your mind. You better not go, you never know what you'll find. Ah, ah, ah. His eyes. Don't be surprised. Don't know what's going on behind his disguise. Nobody knows where Buster goes He'll steal your woman out from under your nose Does anyone know the way? Did we hear someone say? We just haven't got a clue what to do Does anyone know the way? There's got to be a way to Buster The cops are out They're running about Don't know if they'll ever be able to block Buster out be caught. He's gotta be thought. Cause he's more evil than he ever thought. Does anyone know the way? Did we hear someone say? We just haven't got a Does anyone know the way? There's got to be a way to The Sweets, Blockbuster, a band who we've gone mental on over the last while. We're pretty sweet on them, I have to say. I could see that form in your eyes. That da- danced across my eyes. I yeah. could see it. Sadly, nobody here can go on a rampage of the teenage... Well, I mean, we could, but like, I, none of us can be teenagers rampaging. Oh. I'm so sad I can't be. A, I want to go on a teenage rampage. <laughs> okay, predictions for our performance. Is it going to be all right or are we going to go... That's fine. It'll do. I think. I think we're going to nail it with one small run through, and a, if we if we can get it together and decide what each person is doing, I think it will be a, a resounding success. I think it'll be great. Oh, I'd have the jingle bells at home. I could put jingle bells on it. I don't matter. Overdub them. Oh, I'll overdub you with uh, a scythe to the neck. 
Don't even have a retort to that. Yeah. Bex, lead us out. What if it's a cruel prank? What if it's a cash bar? How dare they? That was Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. And that was a quote from The Grinch. Now, a film, a Christmas film that is not looked upon favourably by critics or, or the society at large, mm. but we love. It's a big, it's I a love big, the big hit with us. Quick sidebar. Sidebar. Side cash bar. Cash bar. <laughs> How dare they? Best Christmas film. <laughs> to get to throw a bit of Christmas spice to this podcast, it is not very Christmassy at all. Mm. It's a wonderful life. You would, wouldn't you? That's the Citizen Kane of Christmas films. Because it is the best one. Citizen Kane isn't the best <laughs> film. <laughs> the Grinch is like the alien of Christmas films. Then it has to be Home Alone, as in as a personal fave, not necessarily. I've already re- I've already been repping a Christmas Carol on this episode, but it, I think it's the best Christmas story ever. The the Veng House directed one. <laughs> <laughs> Ross. Mine one rhymes with Home Alone. Home Alone 2. No. Home Alone 3. No. Home Alone 4. Home Alone 3 is one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Home Alone 3 features uh, the guy in it uh, plays Josh Keeble in Josh Keeble's big move as well which is a film that has Josh Peck in it and um if it's a D.A. Pennebaker, no, that's the director <laughs> of the Bob Dylan films. Who's the actress called Pennebaker who's in, like, she's in a Disney Channel thing? Oh. And the actor I'm thinking of is a chap called... Alex D. Lins. I want to find out this girl. Sorry, give me a second. Honourable Christmas film mention has to go to um, Miracle on 34th Street, the 90s version. With Mara Wilson. Oh, Danielle Pannebecker, yeah. Dan- Danielle Pannebecker. What is yours, Ross? Have you said it yet? No. Oh, you're a woman! Yes, I know. Go on, Ross. But this actually isn't a Christmas movie. It's just, it's played at Christmas. Bugsy Malone. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, my top Christmas film, and Ev, you scuppered me, is Miracle on 34th Street. I, I love Miracle on 34th Street so much. It's Richard, it's Richard Attenborough not resurrecting dinosaurs, which is all I want in Richard Attenborough films. It's also also like fucking four hours long. Yeah, exactly. It's so long. It's great. The woman from uh, Frasier is also in it. The English woman. Yeah, <gasps> she is. Is her name like yeah. Dana or Daphne? She's or called Daphne and Frasier. Yeah. And the fella from the BBC series of Hitchhiker's Guide is in it as well. What? He's a uh, fucking Arthur Dent in the TV show. But yeah, no, I think no one's going to argue that the Miracle on 34th Street 90s remake is better than the original. I'm going oh. to argue that. But now this is the thing with Miracle on 34th Street, and it's something I complain to have with a lot of Christmas films is like the parents or the people in it who are like, Santi's not real. He's not real. You're living in a dream world. When Santi inevitably exists in these films, where the fuck do they think the presents come from? And where have they been coming from for the past however many years? They're, yeah, for the past however long the character has been alive. Also, are we doing best Christmas film or favourite Christmas film? Favourite. Favourite. Okay. I, think I was under the impression that we were doing best. Ask me my favourite. What's your favourite? It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> On the Bugsy Malone note, uh, I did one of those Festify things where you, it like festivalifies your Spotify listenings, and Paul Williams was he- <laughs> one of the headliners on mine because I was listening to the Bugsy Malone soundtrack. Like headline on repeat. But yeah, we'll let, like Bugsy Malone, Wizard of Oz, all gets Christmas privileges. Mm. Willy Wonka kind of does too. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. does. Kind of too, yeah, Sorry, yeah, best yeah. Christmas whatever is um, Batman Returns. Sorry, I mentioned <laughs> that. I'm glad nobody's done the no nobody's done the stupid thing of going. <laughs> I actually love Die Hard because it's a <laughs> set at Christmas, so it's yeah. like the best Christmas film. Because yeah. like, yeah. it's not. You're not being clever with that. Films that don't have Christmas in them but are associated with Christmas. Die Hard is the exact opposite in that it is all about being set at Christmas and couldn't be more as a blockbuster. Where do we stand on a Charlie Brown Christmas? I've never seen that. Cozy, but again, I haven't watched it in 
in full. It's incredibly cosy. And it's only like 25 minutes long. Has anybody seen A Christmas Story? Do they think that like... Yeah, that is my favourite actually. My family watches that every year. Really? Shout we out as well that. to um, Santa Claus the movie with Dudley Moore as the elf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really Well, great. what about the Santa Claus with that entire franchise? It's incredible. With Tim it. Allen. We've got away without mentioning that. Let's get it in there. Well, with David Crumholtz obviously as Bernard. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 and I do look at Christmas and go, this is the season of Bernard. The season of Crumholtz. Or yeah. Bernard for our European listeners. <laughs> elf is great. Uh, oh, no, I absolutely not. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with you people? You like Fountains of Wayne and you don't like Elf. <laughs> I watched Elf. I did used to watch Elf an awful lot, but it just wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be up there with me. I'd have you down for an Elf man for some. Yeah, I was I an Elf man for years. I liked it. I saw it recently. I thought it was, it was right. fine. Haha, ha, big man Elf. Haha. Ha. I got sick of Elf after a few years. I watched it too I think much. I did the same, yeah. But I do ultimately like Elf and. It's the first film I remember seeing in cinema. Same. It's very exciting. I would call that a modern day Christmas classic. Mm, oh yeah, I agree, I agree. Like what recent Christmas films have there actually been? Mm. Well, there was The Nativity with Martin Freeman a straight to DVD release. That's, has everyone done a poo and a wee, that film? The devastating line in the trailer where one of the men putting on the, div- the nativity place says, has everyone done a poo and a wee? Does that, there's, there's like, Ev's breakout role in Love Actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, yeah, yeah, TBS. Yeah. I just feel like they're all directed DVD now or like direct to YouTube at this stage. Directed Netflix. Well, the amount of like Hallmark like yeah, like a Christmas version. Prince. Have any of you seen that? Oh, no. that's it's hilarious! Genuinely, the Van House Bang House version of a Christmas Carol is one of the most recent <laughs> Christmas <laughs> films I've ever seen in the cinema. Should we should we explain that? Yeah, I think for the context probably yeah. needs to be given. Yeah. So me and Sam went went to school together. This was this took place in two thousand and nine. <laughs> this moment. Do you want to jump jump in, Sam? Yeah, sure. Well, in an actually a great turn of events, part of our English class was to go and see a movie. So in November, I believe two thousand and nine. Our class was taken to see Robert Zemeckis's Of Back to the Future, yeah. <laughs> uh, Romance of the Stone, and Polar Express. Did, like, did Zemeckis make Polar Express? He did. Yeah. He did. Polar Express. Where do we stand on that? I feel like, okay, Polar Express. Like, make your point, then we'll talk about Polar Express. Yeah, so basically, Robert Zemeckis, one of the most well known, famous, well established Hollywood movie directors, Ziz, version of A Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey. Sorry, to even, even further ram home with the point, like, Robert Zemeckis directed Forrest Gump and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So there you go. The man's got credentials. So we went to see this movie, the entire class. So the next day in class, we sat down and there was a, a basic, you know, it, basically the, the, the point of the class was to do a write-up of the movie. And our teacher had gone to the trouble of writing the first paragraph for us just to get us started. You know, we were only in first year, so we could barely read or write. <laughs> uh, so, you know, something along the lines of yesterday evening, my class and I went to the cinema to go and see the new movie based on Charles Dickens's novel, a Christmas Carol directed by and then the teacher said I didn't actually catch the director's name See, so I tried I... to read the credits to see who was the director I <laughs> yeah, couldn't see was... and I couldn't see anybody but I did catch the surname I think I I think I saw somebody in the, in the crew of the film had the surname Vanghouse <laughs> <laughs> so we had to write that down and I remember Evan actually said I know that this movie was directed by Robert Zemeckis <laughs> the director of Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and the teacher said oh, yeah I know but I didn't see so let's just say Fang House she's like I have no proof and the internet doesn't exist so I have absolutely no no reason to believe you saying that she doubled down on the Vang House yeah oh no she oh. absolutely did <laughs> um, the whole class had to write down I went to see Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol movie version directed by Vang House this is why fee paying schools shouldn't exist <laughs> brilliant okay sidebar abandoned 
Polar Express. Oh, Polar Express. Yes, okay, of course. So again, I feel like Polar Express veers too high up the uncanny valley to actually be enjoyable. It's really, okay. really odd. It's incredibly creepy. I, I, again, I went watching at the time thinking this was like an event. Because Polar Express is like the avatar of Christmas films. Where yeah, it's like everyone yeah. went, Jesus, have you seen Polar Express? But then the actual thing was disappointing in and of itself. Yeah, definitely loved it at the time. I did like it. Don't know if I would rewatch. Si- side Sidebar completed. There, no, sorry. I, I had, the sidebar reassumed. I had a, a Christmas film I was going to talk about there. And the Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, no, that's yeah, about. Yeah, right. Yes, that's with Patrick Stewart. No, it's Kelsey Grammer. Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine is Scrooge, yeah. Patrick Stewart's Christmas Carol is great. Kelsey Grammer's isn't great. I haven't seen either of them. Have you not? I, th- I would assume you'd have, you'd have seen every incarnation of Christmas Carol. No, but the, no, I've not seen them ones anyway. Christmas in Carol Nation. You are the most Christmas Carol man who's ever yeah. lived. I'm such a Christmas Carol man. The two best versions are the 1951 Alistair Sim version and the 1984 George C. Scott version. Uh, you didn't mention. Patrick Stewart one. Oh, sorry, and the Patrick Stewart one as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Venghouse one. Yeah, yeah. What do we think of Walking in the Air? The Ryan Sheridan version or the... (laughs) (laughs) But the actual film itself. The Snowman. The Snowman. Oh, the Snowman. I like it. The Snowman's cosy as well. I like the animation. It's really sad, though. I find it so sad Mm. and haunting like when he flies yeah. away I can't help but like look at him flying away as being like a metaphor for like child mortality that's, okay. what I, that's what I always think when I see it I go like oh the poor child died what's the boy who had the famous version of the song Alad Jones Alad Jones the, the version in the film isn't Alad Jones is it not he went no. on to be the turn of the freaking frogs gay man <laughs> Alex Jones yeah oh is that him <laughs> yeah. what makes you feel Christmasy Ross just Christmas Ain't that the truth, folks? Yeah, see, Fecking I, with people. I, um, all these the Christmas movies. Every yeah, I haven't seen Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I haven't seen oh. any Christmas Carol. I, I remember the day when we were. I think I was eighteen, and Ross revealed that he had never seen Home Alone. I mean, I've made a pilgrimage out to Kilachandra in the winter, which is a feat. Yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. But yeah, we had we watched that and watched Home Alone with Ross, and then you know, me and I've watched this erect Christmas spirit watching the whole thing going like brilliant fucking Home Alone class. and Ross went yeah yeah that was a good crack yeah. you weren't bowled away by it <clears throat> I came yeah. to that movie late not that late though ooh god he's <laughs> only young in it Jesus Christ man <laughs> well you did say erect as well so I you know, know. Yeah, yeah. I was been going that way how what? late are we talking I'm gonna say maybe 12 that is quite that's late that's, that's very late for Home Alone but once you're older than Kevin in it if you're seeing it for the first time you're not gonna give a fuck what age was I 17 oh, what age is he uh, 22 in it <laughs> do we have any like Christmas specials fuck and just only fools and horses pick one the office Christmas special I suppose no me no and you do you know what Christmas special was always terrible but we insisted on watching it yeah all the Doctor Who Christmas specials Yes! Yeah. They were always shit. Yes, yeah. The late, late yeah. toy show. We had to fucking destroy oh. those years, Pete. The ultimate Christmas special. The ultimate Christmas special, the toy show. We'll get on to the toy show in a bit. Did, did we outro Acoustic Corner? We did. We did. After that little uh, side sidebar, we're going to go into the last segment for this episode. Sam, do you, you, you started. You intro it, sorry. Well, I intro this with a quote from do, It's a Wonderful Life. Please. In the voice of George Bailey. Please. Okay, well, let me get the quote. Just a minute, just a minute. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. You're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. When he ever started this cheap penny ante building alone, I'll never know. But neither you nor anyone else can say anything against this character because his whole life was why, in 25 years since he and his brother Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry away to college, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Why, here, you're all businessmen here. Doesn't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said, what did you say a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before even they ought to think of a, de- a decent home. Wait, wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down they do... Do you know how long that takes a working man to save $5,000? <laughs> Just remember this, Mr. Potter. <laughs> that this rabble you're talking about. 
They do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him. But to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, my father died a much richer man than you'll ever be. This is yours, mine, in archives. This is yours, mine, in archives. Songs we thought Yes, uh, that that uh, brief introduction uh, is uh, leads us into yours, mine, and archive, uh, a segment where we play an old demo, uh, and this one is a very special one, seen as it's Christmas and seen as it's in or around the ten year anniversary of us being a band as well and making our debut appearance on the late late toy show, which was on recently. We didn't get a mention, even though it was ten years, but it's fine. <laughs> With that. We, we ended up then sort of taking an accidental trip down memory lane as I tried to find an old email and instead I came across an absolute treasure chest of demos from way back when and I actually have the first ever piece of music that the Stripes ever recorded it being Teenage Kicks. This is so early Ross isn't even on this. This predates us knowing you. Oh well then, I don't want to listen to it. This was after our Christmas concert, wasn't it? I really weirdly remember what I was wearing the day you recorded this. <laughs> you know, uh, a, a very old memory of mine is being played this song and going, they really need a new singer. <laughs> yeah, and you said, I'm the man to do it. I can't wait to uh, take everything that the best player brings to the band. But it wasn't until like two years <laughs> later that I even met you. Was so. this the recording from the Christmas concert? No, 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 no. This is We actually recorded on a little Tascam 8 track thing that Niall had here. We did that. This was actually 12, so this is 12 years ago. Yeah. I think 10 years was bad enough. Now I've had to add on, emotionally add on two years to that because it actually was 2008, not 2010. Jesus. Right, well, let's play Teenage Kick. This is us. This is, uh, how old are we? We're 12. Too fucking old. <laughs> Yes, that was the first ever recording of The Stripes. I, I, like, the young you, go, you had a very... The young me trying my best. No, 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 but you had a very, on. like, 
you know, need it bad. Bad, yeah. Yeah, no, you really go, every time. <laughs> Maya wanted me to give it flavor. Uh, the electric drum kit, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that second fail into the chorus. The drums are genuinely good. No, they are really good. Fucking only good bit about it back then. Yeah, yeah. Just the absolute state of the back and vocal. Someone suggests, someone threw out into the room, what if we went, telephone, all alone. I mean, ah, oh, it's fucking good. And I went, what if we actually had a telephone that went, in the back of the way. <laughs> I remember Niall going, no, that's silly. <laughs> Just yeah. shot it down in absolute cold blood. Sound of footsteps walking down the street. But I can't hear the undertones, ver- the actual song now without those back vocals. Oh no, it sounds completely wrong. Sam, any thoughts on that? You, there's a total, totally objective observer to all that, or a totally objective listener to all that. I am Ross, but like, you know, you, you um, know. I mean, you gave Fergal a run for his money, I have to say. Sharkly. Yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. no. It's <laughs> oh. better than the big squeeze. <laughs> wow. No, what's wrong with the big squeeze is that it at its core is horror, is a shit song <laughs> and then the recording is cursed. Teenage Kick is a good song at its core. <laughs> are you going to let me talk? Yeah, do. You, look, you, you tailed off. Well, I have Continue. Anyway, it's fine. All things considered, like, it actually isn't that bad. Like, it's funny to laugh at obvious, for obvious reasons just because it's like little kids, but it is actually genuinely better than most 11 or 12 year olds could do. I'll, I'll take, I would agree I'll, with I'll, that. I'll, I'll take that. I thought we were all going to laugh at how terrible it was. You were surprisingly positive considering I think it's objectively really really bad but I haven't heard a lot of other I haven't heard a lot of other kids record music I think it's really bad with that that is our second Christmas special done I think we made it Christmassy in the end I think we definitely did yeah I am boiling I do wish that I turned the fire off earlier on I'm so incredibly beside the fire (laughs) yes okay so that was the 16th and second Christmas episode of Higher Fidelity Uh, I've been Pete I've been Russ I've been Evan I've been Becky I've been Sam we're reminding you to (laughs) be tootin rootin what do I say be rooting yeah you do don't you okay be rooting. Be tooting. Be parachuting. Be kabooting. Be looting. Always be shooting. But most importantly, be, be kind. kind. Rewind. That's a good film. Do we like that film? It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but it probably is a good movie. Moss Def also plays Ford Prefect in The Terrible Hitchhiker's Guide adaptation starring Martin Freeman with Stephen Fry as the paranoid android. No, as the, as the actual Hitchhiker's Guide itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>